Gentlemen, welcome back to the best show on the internet, Reddit Readings. Today we are jumping into r slash Today I Fucked Up. This is one of my personal favorites. We have at least five stories lined up for you today, so sit tight and get comfortable. If you have a second and want to check out more of our work, go and check out our YouTube channel. Drop us a like and a sub. I am sure if you like the show, you are going to love our YouTube channel. I'll see you over there. But until then, let's jump right into episode 141. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our first story is by a user named Rose Gold Glitter. Today I fucked up by taking my dog to work. About a month ago, I finally got COVID, which isn't the point of this story. But between that and the winter, I have not taken our dog for as many walks in the last month, and I was feeling really guilty about it. So today I convinced myself it would be a good idea for him, not me, to take him into the office. We allow dogs in the workplace. I knew it would make my day more challenging because I've taken him before and he doesn't calm down. And I also get constant interruptions from people who want to pat him. He's only a little over a year old and still really a puppy. He's a grudel and they are known to be extremely playful. So anyway, today I took him into work. The first challenge is he gets car sick and usually vomits on the long drive to work. Or more specifically, just after arrival. Both directions. Sure enough, just after arriving at work, he vomited on my office carpet. Anyway, unbeknownst to me, someone else brought their grudel in and the second I walked around the corner into the main office area, their grudel saw my grudel. They had theirs tied to their office desk, so it couldn't wander. But the moment their dog saw mine, it jolted forwards, yanking their desk free and dragging it across the room, knocking things flying. To solve this, they unclipped their 60kg dog, who now races under desks, ripping out power cables and knocking bins everywhere, before smashing into me and my dog, knocking me over and resulting in my dog now also being free. The two fly through the workplace like a giant ball of white fluffy insanity, knocking things over everywhere and making an enormous noise. To try and calm him down, I take him for a walk to the nearby cafe to get a coffee and give him a chance to go to the toilet and get some energy out of his system. After he went number one on some grass for what felt like five minutes, I decided he'd be safe enough to risk taking into the cafe. But I'm not into gambling. I didn't want him in there long enough to cause more chaos, so I called out my order from the door and just went inside long enough to pay for the coffee. That was long enough. In the few seconds it took me to tap my watch to pay, 
He unloaded the most ludicrously large diarrhea by the entrance to the cafe. Just absolute slops. The consistency of half-thawed pumpkin soup. At this stage, it's important to note that the cafe had a small outside dining area right by the door. People sitting, enjoying their family brunch, now treated to the worst that my dog has to offer. Of course, I'm apologizing profusely and I untie the doggy poo bag tied to my dog's lead and start trying to, using the bag like an inverted glove, scrape up this horrid mess from the concrete, which is an absolutely fruitless endeavor, of course, because it's just a giant pool of gelatinous liquid. Now, I don't know about you, but I am not really the biggest fan of doggy diarrhea. In fact, I'd say I'm utterly repulsed by it. So much so, I start uncontrollably retching. Just try to imagine the scene. I'm on my knees at the cafe's entrance, one hand in a plastic bag trying to scoop up the most unpleasant pumpkin soup imaginable, and the other holding on to a dog who's now trying to yank me towards the nearest table, which is barely a meter away so we can raid these poor people's food. All the while, I'm loudly retching continuously, and because of the retching, tears are now streaming down my face so hard I can no longer see. But because of the situation both my hands are in, I can't even try to wipe my eyes. I took him back to the office and tried to sit for a Zoom meeting with people in Sydney, but he spent the entire time hurling himself at my door and screaming like he was being murdered because he wanted to go and play with the other dogs, again. So I had to stay on mute. Suffice to say, I took my dog home earlier than planned. So even though the rain had now come in, I trudged back to the car in a torrential downpour and climbed in completely soaked. I was done with my dog for the day. But he was not done with me. Arriving home, I immediately noticed a parcel by the front door. So after unloading the car and dog, I walked him to the door and struggled to unlock it between his continual tugging on the lead as he tried to run to the park and several bags I was carrying. And while I'm struggling to unlock the door, this darling dog leans over and vomits directly over the parcel. All the while, he's been as happy as can be, looking around with his big, cute, clueless, happy face having the time of his life. I have no plans to take him to work again. So if like me, you have no idea what the fuck a Groodle is, it is well worth a quick Google. But I'll spoil it for you. It's basically a golden retriever crossed with a poodle. Imagine a golden retriever with cute curly hair. This next one's already making me wince. It's from TipGlad210. Today I fucked up by buying my wife a bra. Yes, I fucked up again. I really actually don't feel I've done anything wrong, but my wife disagrees. All summer she's been complaining about her sweaty tits, how she's ruining all her good bras with cheb sweat. She's paranoid about underboob sweat lines, etc., etc. 
Now, this isn't my first rodeo, so I stuck to just sympathetically listening and nodding at appropriate times. No comments that could be misconstrued as me criticizing her breasts or her sweatiness or anything like that. She's not even any more sweaty than the average person, and her breasts are incredible. But I digress. And absolutely no way in hell was I going to try to solve her problem. Only a husband, who is an idiot masochist, would do that, right? But then, last week, I got an email from the company she buys her period pants from. Each newsletter sign-up gets money off their order, so a while back she also signed up using my email address to get an extra promo code. I don't have a menstrual product fetish or anything, I swear. Anyway, the subject line caught my eye. The sweat-proof bra. A match made in leak-proof heaven. Obviously, any sane person would delete this email, but as I said, I'm an idiotic masochist. Plus, the email said this bra would be my wife's new breast friend. Who was I to keep her from her breast friend? So I checked out the sizes of her other bras, and then placed an order. It arrived an hour or so ago. I knew what it would be, so I handed it to her unopened. Hey babe, this is for you. Ooh, what is it? It's a bra. At this point, I see the glint in her eyes, and I realize my mistake. Sure enough, instead of this sexy lingerie she was hoping for, she pulls out her large, beige, utilitarian-looking, sweat-proof bra. Well, I am sure you can imagine how it went from there, and my foolish muttering of, but, but the ad said it would be your new breast friend, did not help matters, because apparently, I'm the only sweaty tit here. I don't find her sexy anymore. I'll have you know that those sweaty breasts fed and nourished our children. And just what exactly am I getting at anyway? Am I trying to say she has saggy boobs? That she needs a new bra? A more supporting one for her aging sag bags? This is just like me to try to solve a problem rather than letting her vent. So. Yeah, that went well. She has taken the kids to their swimming lesson and for ice cream, so I have two hours or so to try and salvage things, somehow. Crotchless pants? I have four fucking sisters and not one of them is free to answer the fucking phone. Four iterations of, sorry I'm busy, is it an emergency text? So I'm on my own with this one. I think she'll be more willing to listen to my apology when she returns. She knows I'm a well-meaning idiot. And I think she is beautiful and sexy and deserving of lingerie, not beige, sweat-eating monstrosities. I definitely know better than to comment on this one. Our next story is from Exciting Cherry. Today I fucked up because I hung out with my guy best friend at 3am. At 2am, I, 18 female get a text from this guy best friend, 20 male, asking if I was awake. To which I responded, well yes. We then just proceeded to update each other about our lives at the moment. I'm currently having issues with my boyfriend and I told him that. He tells me he wants to get out of the house and I tell him I want to do the same. He tells me he can pick me up and we can go to the park and I'm like, that's perfect. I have a chance to clear my head. That is where I fucked up. I shouldn't have gone. By the time he got to my house, it was around 3am. We go to the park because I wanted to swing, but it's too dark, 
and then we go to the gas station and he buys me snacks. And then we go to the park by his house. No swings, by the way. Since there were no swings, we just sat in the car talking like normal and even played some music. At this point, his seat is leaning back and he looks at me and asks me if I want to do it. I look at him and laugh because he had to be joking, right? No, 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 he was deadly serious. I told him, what the fuck? Yuck, I have a boyfriend. And he said, well, you guys are having problems anyways. I was in shock. He looked salty. I said no and was salty that he even asked. He let me drive his car home. I was hurt and disgusted and didn't tell my boyfriend until 5pm, to which he proceeded to be mad at me because I should have told him earlier. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our next one is from Diver Are You Okay? Today I fucked up by going on a date with a sovereign citizen as an attorney. This is just a rant. I decided to dip my toe into the dating world recently after an extended hiatus. I've been focusing on establishing myself as a lawyer for the last 9-10 to 10 months and working an incredible number of hours to that end. I downloaded the Hinge app over the weekend and got the ball rolling by swiping left and right on profiles depending on if they seem like they'd be a potential romantic partner. Yesterday, I got a match with a woman whose photos looked good. Answers to random questions on her profile sounded rational and interesting, and overall seemed like a real possibility. We started chatting, and as it turns out, she's a fairly successful local singer with a small record contract. I had never heard of her, but I was very impressed with the song she sang. She posted several to her SoundCloud account. And after a short discussion on the Hinge app that moved to text fairly quickly, we decided to go out for seafood last night. I figured I would strike while the iron was hot. Things were going well, she was really cute, and the conversation was good before it somehow drifted off to my occupation. That's when the craziness began. She started asking truly bizarre, off-the-wall questions such as What's the name of the contract the police are trying to form with you when they give you a traffic ticket? I asked if she meant a summons and she said something along the lines of No, the part at the end when they ask you if you understand because I was told that the proper response to that question is I do not stand under you. They're trying to sneakily create a contract when they ask you that question. I was a little confused by this and began to dig deeper. I briefly explained the citation itself as well as the fact that signing it wasn't an acknowledgement of guilt, but it did create an agreement that you would show up for a court date. But then she asked how a private police force could enforce your appearance. At this point, I started to have a vague inkling of what was going on. 
I probed a little further and found that apparently the United States is a corporation, police forces are all privatized, and a lot of other random shite. Then she recommended I read a book that would change my life, named The Creature from Jekyll Island, which is basically just the ramblings of some guy who thinks that the Federal Reserve starts all the world's wars and there's a vast conspiracy to blah 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 blah. So yeah, I totally started thinking of how I could leave as soon as possible, except that I'd just gotten her started. So the next 30 minutes was spent discussing things like how gold fringe on a United States flag in a courtroom doesn't prove that said court is really an admiralty court that can't legally pass judgment on sovereign citizens, etc. The meal itself was pretty good. Blackened red snapper, charcoal oyster, I'm in Louisiana, etc. I paid for everything. I left a 25% tip and told her I had a very interesting time and I hope that she made it home safe and sound. I don't think I'm ever going to reach out to her again. There was a time when I would have ignored all the red flags and pursued something based on attractiveness alone. But I guess I've grown out of that now I'm in my mid to late 30s. Now, I don't want to deal with people who are obviously batshit insane, regardless of how good they might look appearance-wise. Top comment. You downloaded the wrong one. That was the unhinged app. <laughs> Our next one is from Dankinator2000. Today I fucked up thinking I could survive redneck hot sauce. Do not fuck with Cabela's hot sauce. Hello there, esteemed residents of Today I Fucked Up. I originally posted this on another sub, but was advised it would fit here, so, well, here goes. Another quick note, this did not in fact happen today, but I'm still feeling the pain of the past in the present time, so I think it counts. A month ago, I got a 50 buck Cabela's gift card, a graduation present from an uncle that I accompany on hunting trips. To those who aren't familiar with the store, it's basically an outdoor gear and clothing shop, perfect for anyone looking to do anything in the woods or at sea. Now, only five days ago, I drove all the way up to the mall so I could spend it. After grabbing some new limbs for my old recurve and a backwards blahage, four foot long largemouth bash plush, I spotted the display. Now, a while ago on this very sub, I saw a post stating, there was nothing quite like redneck hot sauce, and being a big fan of the uh, more extreme stuff, I was compelled to take a look. They did not disappoint. Ahead of me was a wide variety, boasting sauces from mildly flavorful to pure capsaicin. So many options to choose from. Having become bored with ghost pepper, I decided that the next best step was a Scorpion Carolina Reaper combo. The bottle was labeled Extreme Regret, with a flaming skull picture on the logo. Little did I know, this was quite the foreshadowing. It seemed perfect, so I snagged one and drove down the misty main turnpike headed home. The first time I tested the hot sauce, it was three days ago on a roast beef sandwich I made myself for lunch. Being the hot sauce freak that I am, and a daring one at that, I put a healthy splash on, about a tablespoon's worth. Holding the sandwich inches away from my face, I gave up all doubt and dove in, taking a big old crunchy bite. 
The sauce tasted smoky at first, then disappointing as it turned out to have the same bitter carrot flavor as other spicier hot sauces. Whilst the taste of it was quite bad, the heat was amazing. Hotter than a raw, fresh ghost pepper, enough to bring me to tears and scorch my whole mouth. The blaze lasted for 10 minutes after the food was eaten, a little longer than it took me to clean up after myself. Now you may find yourself asking at this point, wait, what? That was it? I thought he'd get obliterated by the hot sauce, scream in agony while smoke spews from his ears and we'd all have a good laugh. Worry not, my dear friends, for I am a fool who will feel the wrath of my actions soon enough. Bear with me. Minutes after a masochistic meal, I felt my stomach screaming at me. It sounded a little like, Ah, oh, you bozo, wonder fresh hell is this, I hate it! And I started to worry. Time passes, as it always does, and I can feel that my whole digestive tract is lit ablaze. Every organ in my esophagus to my intestine was squirming in discomfort as they received food laced with an extremely unpleasant surprise. I went to bed feeling unwell, and it only got worse from there. 3 a.m. I awaken. The house is dead quiet, my sisters sleep, the dog slumbers, even the familiar mechanical hum of the house seems to have been hushed for this moment. I really have to shit. Creeping out of my abode, I swiftly, silently sliver into the bathroom, ready for a peaceful bowel movement in the wee hours of the morning. Nestled gently on my throne of polished porcelain, everything was going as per usual. Then, BOOM! Out of nowhere I got hit with the full force of the extreme regret sauce, living up to its name as it hit my asshole with even more of a ferocious inferno than it had unleashed upon my mouth. Somehow it had practiced beating up my digestive tract and undergone character development before taking on the final boss. The experience was as if Satan's sizzling sorbid semen was spraying out of my sphincter. And the sheer heat was enough to leave scorch marks on both cheeks afterwards. Words cannot convey the way this poisonous burning fecal matter slapped around my nerve endings, nor should they be used to describe it any further. I spent at least an hour in the bathroom and was nearly sobbing by the time the experience was over. Never again will I mess with redneck hot sauce. Not anything like this. I regret being born. That's not even the worst part. Over the past few days, it has happened again and again every time I poop. It's not as bad as the first time, but it's still hellishly awful. Either the nervous system installed in my anus has given up or my stomach has run out of ammunition to throw at it. I am a fool. And I am suffering as I should. Pray for me, internet strangers, for I cannot take it much longer. In case I don't make it, heed my warning. Do not mess with Cabela's hot sauce. It will fuck you harder than you can imagine. And on that 
that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think it is time to end this episode. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you do, feel free to check out our YouTube or there is more episodes on our Patreon for you. Just sat there waiting. But until the next episode, guys and gals, thank you very much once more. I will see you in the next one. Peace out. Enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.